Forward Writing about the Indian generally has been from two viewpoints, one regarding him as a brutal and bloodthirsty savage, the other seeing him as the noble red man, with a pure and lofty religion, a man crushed by ruthless force, and his fine primitive culture degraded and destroyed by the white man, the government schools, and the missionaries. The modern sentimentalist is probably as far wrong as the old Nick Carter school of fiction. The Indian was a human being, with possibilities of good and bad, with a code and culture of his own, and showing differences in personal character, just as white men differ as individuals. Great men are great, no matter what their surroundings. No more than four or five Indians probably have touched history so deeply as to become national figures. Quanah Parker was one of these, born into a Stone Age culture, for although the Comanches then had steel knives and some other implements from the white man, their essential living was unchanged. He attained the highest rank among his own people, and passing from this civilization, entered that of the white man, where he also attained distinction and became the friend of the presidents. In his own person, bearing the blood of both, his life also was patterned from both white and red, and in both he was recognized as a leader. Only a man of high worth and abilities could have done this, and those who knew Quanta personally, as well as his public acts in bearing themselves, give testimony that he was such a man, brave, intelligent, and of a winning personality. He was loved and honored by both Indians and whites. When Moe abdicated the head chieftainship, there were several other chiefs of bands, technically of equal rank, and some of them older than Kwana. Yet there was no hesitation in choosing him for the high place, and in his later years he was as much a leader of the Kiowa tribe as of his own, although without official authority. In this book I have tried to make a faithful representation of Quanta Parker, his background and associates, to give an understanding portrayal of his life and work. Historical material has been carefully studied and followed, checked with members of the family, and I have a personal acquaintance with much of the territory and some of the particular places involved. However, it has been necessary, especially in the earlier part, to reconstruct the story from the little that was known, much as the paleontologist frames the skeleton of some prehistoric dinosaur from the bones that have been dug up. In the account of adobe walls, historical material has been supplemented by personal study of the terrain, and by stories told me by William M. Bill Tillman, who was hunting in the vicinity, and came into the fort two days after the battle, and Andy Johnson, carpenter of Dodge City, who was in charge of building the trading post, and was in the fort during the battle, Phoebe Ann White has drawn from photographs, faithful in artistic illustrations, which I feel add much value to the book. Grateful acknowledgments are given to Reverend White Parker, son of Quanta, who has read and corrected the manuscript, 
to Dr. E. E. Dale and the University of Oklahoma for the use of the Phillips Historical Collection, to Mr. Gaston Lytton for obtaining old newspaper references and other sources, and to Mr. Ivy for friendly criticism throughout the work, and for assistance and information on Comanche words and language.